Welcome to The Trenches. I'm Sam Mays. Before we get started with the podcast, I've got some very special people to thank. Midfirst Bank, Laser Light Skin Clinic, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, Fire Lake Casino, Oklahoma Ford Dealers. Remember, drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford Dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. All right, here we go. Back into the trenches, putting his hand in the dirt for the very first time on the show. We have former Sooner great Mr. J.R. Conrad. How are you, sir? I'm good, Sam. Thank you for having me on, man. Appreciate you. Man, I, I really appreciate it. I know I interrupted you last night watching Sunday Night Football uh, when I when I shot you a call, and then I felt really bad about it because I know you watch football the way that I do, which is like leaned into the television. So uh, my bad for uh, interrupting you late last night, but I am so happy to have you. Uh, you are a good friend of mine. You are the leader of the Trench Mafia, which we'll talk about here a little bit later in this show, and obviously a, a brother in arms in the offensive line. And I feel like for those who don't know, O-line pride is like a thing, right? So like no matter who you play for, where you play at, if you played on the offensive line, whether it's in high school or college, the NFL, to me, it's all the same. I think you, we're always just a big band of brothers. So I'm always happy to have another offensive lineman on the show. We're going to get this thing started with the 2023 Oklahoma Sooners are undefeated. And once again, they find themselves into a, in a semifinal conversation, potentially a national championship conversation, and a year for Brent Venables that I think we came into it not really knowing what the situation was going to be, right? I mean, it was kind of up in the air. That defense a year ago was terrible. You saw Jeff Levy and that offense kind of pull some things together a year ago behind Dylan Gabriel, but we didn't know how good he was. I don't know, JR. I feel like outside of this last performance against UCF, which, which happens, Right, people are freaking out. Those those games happen. Right. This is a pretty darn good football team. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's most impressive. I think this win is it, to me coming off of Texas, uh, where everybody is just loving you up, and you are the best, the greatest, and all the hype. And cigars are out in the locker room, and uh, there's more cheese on that rat trap than ever, man. And you go into a bye. And uh, you come out, and it doesn't matter how you do it, but you find a win. Uh, on a 90-degree day at home against a team that, uh, to be honest with you, you don't know what Malzahn's going to do. And uh, you got out of there with a win, and swipe left, reload, and get ready to go to Lawrence and uh, play a really good Kansas team. So for an early kickoff, and, uh, man, I'm just super proud of them. And uh, the O-line is really starting to come together. I uh, love the left guard, uh, the young left guard from Kansas City. Um, Jacob Sexton's healthy. He's one of the Trench Mafia guys. Uh, Kenny Wormy's a kid that's there. And then uh, the Rouse, most impressive, man. Um, his his play against Texas uh, late in the game, um, blocks down, uh, you know, drive catches, kicks out, then picks up the blitz where he's blocking two guys to seal the deal up. For you and me, like, we understand that. And you go, that's it. It's, I mean, right. that's amazing it play. That. It's an amazing play, right? right? Uh, let's hope that uh, that was cherished in the uh, film room and uh, got him out of over and back because I know they run a bunch of those with Schmitty, and let's hope we got him out of one of them, right? So, right. yeah, amen. No, no. Yeah, they're, they're rocking, man. I'm super proud of them. And for me, uh, you know, me and my wife, Keish, you know, we're, we're chasing college games. Um, my oldest is in Springfield, Missouri, and then our second oldest is at UCO. So we're – we're in the middle, man. We're we're hearing them, we're seeing them, we're chasing them, and 
uh, bye week was OU Texas, so everybody was in house and it was going crazy. So uh, we we're super stoked about that game. So it was, it was good. So you know, as as far as UCF is concerned, and we talk about coming off the bye week, and I feel like for me, actually, you know what? Let me say this first. There's something that a lot of people don't understand about being an Oklahoma Sooner that I didn't understand until I had covered them for about four years, right? I knew as an Oklahoma State Cowboy that I wanted to win that game more than anything. Bedlam was on top of my mind. Like, I'll never forget talking to my dad. And week number one, I'm a redshirt sophomore. On the docket for me is Tommy Harris and Dusty Dvorak and the center of that Oklahoma defensive line. And he was talking to me about it in week one. And from week one, every single week, it's the first thing he brought up on Mondays when we have our conversation and break down what I did on that Saturday, right? When I talked to my dad, it's what he wanted to talk about. Did you see what Tommy did? Did you see how he played? And he's going through it because he knew what that game meant to me, what it meant to my football team. Oklahoma, that's how everybody feels about OU, mm. right? Like it's everybody's biggest game. And so when I broke this game down prior to it, I'm thinking, man, this is UCF's first time in the, in the palace. Like how good are they going to play? Like, you know, they're coming from a different division, or a different conference like this is this maybe be too big for them and sure as hell they showed up and just lined up and played their very best game and it's what should be expected every single time anybody steps in that stadium because everyone wants to beat the brand period as cool as that o and u is on the side of their helmets all it does is make the team that they're playing feel like this is our super bowl and they got to be their very very best and I think that people have got to understand that, acknowledge that, that every team that comes into that stadium or anywhere, if it's a ro- you know on the on the on the road or at home, they want to beat Oklahoma more than anything. Well, I think one thing too that's neat about uh, unique, I guess not not neat. That shows how old I am. I use a the word there, but unique is uh, Chris Dawson, their strength uh, and conditioning coach, is a uh, former linebacker at OU. Um, oh wow! At, at UCF uh, during my time, and then. Um, so he he's a Sooner, and then you know there was some juice all week, and then uh, he spent time not only there but then at KU, and then at, with Mangino. Um, so he's got big wins, you know, Orange Bowl teams, and then oh, yeah. a lot of time with Coach Schneider at Kansas State. So uh, you know, and then for him to return home, like you know, there was extra. There was there was a lot of carrots dangling, man. So. Uh, you were just, like I said, you're going to get the best shot. And like I said, I played for Parcells, man, and that rat trap would have been huge and it would have been hanging in the middle of the locker room. And uh, uh, that was just uh, – that team wouldn't have won that game last year. And uh, quarterback's playing well, but uh, the, the dudes up front are playing well, whether it be O-line or D-line. They're just playing really well, playing at a good tempo. All right, let's switch gears here a little bit. You, you mentioned Trench Mafia. And I'm proud to say that I have been at a trench mafia practice. Uh, give us a little, give us the, the, what, what exactly is trench mafia? I'm not going to do it justice. But I could, can't explain it myself. So t- tell us what trench mafia is. Uh, that's what you said in the beginning, man. It's, it's what connects all of us, uh, big skill athletes together. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's not, it's not something you do, man. It's just who we are. And, um, it's where all the smart guys go and everybody says, no, no, keep going. You go over there. It's the Island of Misfit Toys. You know, it's where Herbie the dentist is at. And uh, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's it's where we end up. And uh, it's guys that, uh, 
you know, we just get it on, man. And then we find, we find our groove. We find our community, man. And, uh, uh, like I said, man, you've known me for a hot minute, man. We've, we've been at some places together and we just keep, we find each other and we laugh through it and we try to help kids. And, uh, but I grew up dirt poor Indian boy, man. And, um, so what I've tried to do is take a lot of really good coaches that have poured into me, um, and turn around and give it back. And, uh, Man, I'm surrounded by really good guys that volunteer Saturdays, like years of Saturdays, and turn around and give it right back to kids. And they're they're not only come from a tremendous past of football, they're just super good humans. And um, you're going to get in there, you're going to get a lot better, like football-wise, but we failed you if we hadn't made you better in life and we hadn't made you better in your faith. And then uh, along the way, man, we hope that um uh, doesn't matter it's on god's time like for me it took 42 years for me to raise my hand in church and then another five for me to go under water and become baptized but uh we're hoping that somewhere along the way man we put a root in you um and uh you know somewhere along the way man i know that uh we're doing you right and uh it's just like this this week it, well, it's been 10 days but me and my wife have literally packaged up 105 trench mafia t-shirts that are going out and you don't buy them, you earn them by making sessions. And uh, you got to make 25 sessions in the off season. You know, that's 25 Saturdays, you know, that's half of your year. And um, those kids earn it, you know? And the greatest thing about it is they earn it and there's a one-time turf fee and then the rest of it's free. And then, you know, if, you do, if you're not consistent, you know, uh, it's not babysitting, it's different. You know, you will be asked to, to excuse yourself from the room you know there's dudes in there that are committed and uh i'm old school man you know like t-shirts are important to me not buying them earning them i come absolutely. from a different time man you know where you wear that shirt with pride so uh, absolutely just stoked about it and uh i know that uh my mama's up there in heaven my mom is up there now it's just different from when you came the first time but they're proud of it man so so, so Trench Mafia is an offensive line academy, essentially, that you started how many years ago now? Uh, it's been about a, almost a decade now. Started with, okay. with one kid and uh, couldn't get any other kids, man, because I think they thought I was going to pollute them or, or disillusion kids about what it was. But, uh, man, we're trying to just uh, teach technique, teach uh, some shortcuts, give a little cheat code. and then. Uh, but at the end of the day, there is no cheat code for – you know, getting it on up front, man. At the end of the day, man, you got to be about it. Can't talk about it. You got to be about it. Give, give me some of the boys that have gone through uh, Trench Mafia. You mentioned Mr. Sexton, who is extremely impressive at a very young age. That kid's got NFL, NFL aspirations, no doubt about that. But who else have you coached? Um, Man, we, we, we got so many guys. I was trying to, you know, look at the list. So, Right now, I think we have three at OU. We got about five at Oklahoma State. We got three at Tulsa that are in state. We probably have 20 altogether, like it, playing college football in, in, in Oklahoma, like smaller college-wise. Um, altogether, I think we have 40-some that are playing college football all over. Um, and then uh, just getting recruited alone this year, we'll hit – like last year we had 24 seniors, 23 of them signed. Um, wow, dude. Yeah, that's right? incredible. And I wish it was that's me. Incredible. The majority of the majority of it's genetics. I wish I could take credit for that. That's God. That's not me. <laughs> but um, uh, but we're trying to help them. You know what I mean? And 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 like I said, it's not it's not me alone, man. I got 
Jerry Ostrowski's in the room, man. You know, uh, Coach Rod's in the room. Um, we just got tremendous people that do amazing things in that room. And um, we just um, – but the most famous guy that's come through by far is, is, is Creed Humphrey. You know, I mean, we've been working with Creed since he was a freshman in high school. And, um, you know, you get a dude like that that comes through and still comes back and talks and right. uh, still get to spend time with him in the off season. It's not in a group setting now. I get, I get to be alone with him in the room just because he don't want to be around nobody, which I understand because he's always around people now. Uh, but you know, it just makes it different, you know. And uh, he's just uh, he's a tremendous football player, but he's he's even better human. And uh, but there's just the rooms are just amazing kids, man. It's not it's different. And you've come in there and spoke, and I can't can't say thank you enough. But you just see those kids are just they're just different. They just um, they want to mentor young ones, and it's part of it. You're going to do that, and um, it, it's just amazing. Like I wish I could take a lot of credit for it, but it's just it's built up, man. Culture's set, man. I love it. You know, I the first time that I went there, I was blown away by the culture, right, and the attention of those young people in the room. And when he says, when Jr. says he's old school, he means it, right? It's one of my biggest frustrations going out to kids' practices today is the coach has blown the whistle, you know, telling kids to hustle up and, and get to the huddle. And no, the people are out there walking, people are out there talking. I was at a practice a couple of summers ago, and there were kids with that had earbuds in during football practice. And mm. it makes me want to just – lose my mind right i'm just one of those high strung yelling screaming i i there are people ask me all the time why i don't coach it's because i just can't take it i just don't have the temperament for it the thing that i notice more than anything is the overall respect in the room at trench mafia so when i tell you parents out there listening to this podcast watching this podcast if you have a young offensive lineman this is something you need to look into this is not something that jr is making money on i'm not promoting his business I'm telling you, this is an academy for young men who play in the line of scrimmage, who play in the offensive line, that are looking for community. It's one of those positions today that is not respected, and I feel like more so now than ever because statistically, right, JR, like every position's got a stat. And now these kids, they grow up with these games and these online, you know, personas, and they've got statistics left and right, and you know, no one wants to play the position, I feel like, right? There's Look at the NFL right now. There's twice as many elite defensive linemen as there are offensive linemen. And I just feel right. like people just don't respect this as much as they should. But for the kids that play it and the kids that love it and the kids that aspire to have aspirations to play at a higher level, whether that's D1, D2, D3, wherever, JR, his staff, this community can help you get there. Go put in the work at Trench Mafia. I absolutely love it. It's fantastic. You guys are awesome. Well, I appreciate that, man. We uh, we thank you, man. Thank you very much. All right. So I, I've got to dive into a little bit just uh, first, offensive play, line play around the country. You know, Trench Mafia is doing it the right way, teaching kids how to do it the right way. I feel like, and tell me if you think I'm wrong here, I just go to high school games now today, and I see the spread offenses just run rampant, right, at all divisions, all levels. And you have a group of offensive linemen that have not learned to play the position with their hand in the dirt, one. And two, the first thing I feel like I learned was about the fist fight, right? I feel like at a young age, kids are so overwhelmed with technique and this is, you're passing the ball 60 times a game and 
pass protection, pass protection, pass protection, that they don't learn about, you know, playing in the offensive line, especially interior where you and I played. That's like getting in a fist fight in a phone booth. Right. And you learn at a young age to crave it, right? right? You crave the fight and you crave the pain. And I feel like kids today in high school, don't, they're not getting that. And so when they get to college and look, their form is great and they can kick slide like champions and all the things, like they're ready to pass protect 65 times. Unlike myself, I showed up ready to kick somebody's ass. I didn't know anything about pass protection. I had to learn that, which was much easier to learn the technique mm-hmm. at that age versus having to learn the fight. Like, I feel like we got a lot of kids that get to college now, Division One athletes, that haven't learned about just the, these things and the, the fight that is in the trenches, just that full out man on man. You have to go out there and somehow move that dude off the spot that he's doesn't. You don't have to have great technique. You just have to have the will to do it. And I feel like they're not being taught that now. It's like reversed, right? They come in with all the skill in the world, but that I don't even want to call it toughness. It's just, it's just a rage almost that you learn at a young age. If you're coming out of a wing T or a stack guy, or you know what I mean? Like an offense that forces you to make contact, forces you to drive off the line of scrimmage. And I think it's really changed the way that we are teaching kids in college and what the expectation should be once they get there. Well, I think there's a couple of things. Is, uh, so my, my oldest, um, there's a gap. There's a three-year gap between my oldest and my middle one, right? So I, I went from high school games of my own. I never got out and saw any high school football other than this year. And I've been wearing my pickup truck out, man. I've been at so many high school games, like seeing – mainly our guys play, but I've been in Texas, man. Uh, we have a trench mafia guy that had leukemia, got diagnosed with leukemia, right, back in January. Um, by the grace of God, he's, he was cancer-free, made his first start a week ago at Lovejoy, Texas. Wow. And you know me. I got my little man in the car. He's seventh grade. He's a guard, and um, he sounds exactly like young Sam Mays. This dude is my little man's a go-getter. And uh, I said, you're in the car because you're going to go find out what O-line's about. This is about brotherhood. It's about the man next to you. So I'm in Lovejoy watching him come out of the tunnel, cancer-free, first start in Texas. And um, I'm in tears. You know, I'm in tears. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm, you know, I, I think of me as the old, like, ugh, you know, but I mean, I'm in tears while they're introducing everybody and I see the kid run out of the tunnel. I'm about to tear up right now, but, you know, just to, to think of how good God is for this young man and his family, you know, and, and then, um, shoot, I catch, um, after that, I'm just last week alone. Um, I'm at a junior high game for my son on Tuesday. I watch, um, more, um, Norman North on Thursday night. Jinx, um, comes down, plays Southmore at one Oh five kickoff on Friday afternoon at Moore stadium. Are you kidding oh, me? Wow. Oh yeah, I'm there. One o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon on Friday. Come on now, and then Absolutely. I go. To, yeah, oh yeah. I'm, and um, then I go to a Friday night game in Mustang and watch Mustang and Norman play, and then I go to Springfield, Missouri for a Saturday college game. You know what I mean? I got OU radio on till I'm out in the middle of nowhere in Missouri and can't get it no more. You know, I mean, and I'm exhausted with football. But and and my point is this, like. I think you're you're spot on as far as they're they've gotten to where the point where things are so like diagrammed that there's so much hinge or waterfall technique, whatever verbiage they use, 
that man just just get after people get after it and um uh, you know like i've seen unbelievable i've seen bixby play a couple times this year they get after it up front jinx gets after it up front owasso i've seen them play they got bookends that are division one big time tackles you know um they get after it um and I get asked a lot. I'm from Northeast Oklahoma. I grew up in, in North, far Northeast Oklahoma. And everybody always asks me, like, what's the difference? You know, and I'm like, well, bigs, O-line play. You know, they get after it. And um, I just, I think you're right. Like, there comes a time where, you know, you can't hardly say dirt anymore because it's these little, I don't know what those turf pebbles are that get in your shoe and annoy you. I don't know what that is. But I think that's, you got to get your hand in those little rubber pebbles or whatever they are. But um i think there comes that time you know and it, it's easier to quit telling big guys hey 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 Mm-mm, don't take it out of them because you can't put it back in them right let go let them go let them go and if they're really fired up leave it in them then put them in wrestling quit, quit, quit <laughs> letting them go right to the weight room put them in wrestling <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean and yeah. make them lift weights and then let them go home and go to sleep and then do it again the next day and keep it in them. And then when they're done with that, you put them in track and you run them. And then you throw them and then you put them back in the weight room. Then you let them sleep and you never take that fight out of them. We just get to the point and, you know, where we're so like, well, look, you're really big. So you got to kind of be nice. And I see that so much. You know what I mean? And you, right. you understand this because of who you are and what you're about and where you're from, you know? Um, it's a violent game for violent people. Absolutely. Period. Absolutely. Period. Yeah. Step between the lines and find out. That's exactly right. You know, I'm sometimes going to beat I, you I, in I a submission, and I'm going to capture your soul. And the sooner I do that, the easier it's going to be for me in between plays. I'm going to be resting while you're looking over at me and then looking at the ground immediately as I stare at you and I get big, big breaths. And the sooner I do that, I know I'm done. <sighs> this is the third time you've given me goosebumps, but I'm ready to line up and play right now. But you know what I'll I mean? I'll tell you that right now. Run somebody yeah. else in here because he's done. Next. And if Sam he was better, he'd be starting. If you and I were ever to line up in our primes next to each other, there would have been some bodies <laughs> left in the wake. There's yeah. no doubt about that, man. And we go backwards a time or two, but we got one to give each, right, before we get thrown out. So That's exactly yeah, right. Coach Gundy or, or Coach Gibbs would have got 30 yards of those from us. We'd laughed about it, and we'd went to work, right? That's exactly right. No, <laughs> and I, is, I just right? – yeah, I mean, like, that's what it comes down to more than anything. Yeah. It's just the, you know, and when I watched Oklahoma State, for example, uh, this last weekend, you know, sometimes you never know where that motivation is going to come from, JR. But I'm telling you, that Ollie Gordon kid, he's when legit. you watch him play, he's the most pissed off player on the field. He's and I, it is it is absolutely radiated into that offensive line. Yep. Right. Like that group, that group in the beginning of the season, it's like, what is going on? And I know Coach Dickin can coach, and so do you. That oh, dude yeah. can coach. Yep. He he has proven it time after time after time. I don't know what it was going to take to get that group going, but I'm telling you that Ollie Gordon gets in the backfield. That dude is bringing pain with him. Mm-hmm. Period. End of sentence. And it is radiated to that group up front, and they just started mauling guys this last weekend against West Virginia. And I was just standing up, beating my chest. I was watching the game on three hours of sleep. 
and it had me up and on my feet ready to go like super excited to see them flip that switch right this is who we are this is what we do and i promise you there might not be a draft pick on the oklahoma state offensive line right if i was a betting man there isn't one but those kids are starting to believe and jr you can know it just like i do believing is so much of this fight when you believe when you get five guys that believe in one thing, right? They, they believe that they have the best running game in the country. They've got the best running back in the country. You're going to have to beat that belief out of them. The Oklahoma State whole entire team is better now because the offensive line is feeling themselves, and they should be. Well, not only that, but I think, I think the thing they're blessed with is Coach Glass and Coach Calcano. That they're, they're just – you got to go back. Like, November's calling. So where, where does that come from? You're going to have to answer November, man. Where's that come from? That comes from Coach Glass and everything they put in from January. Absolutely. And there's none better. I mean, this state's so blessed with Coach Glass staff, Coach Schmidt staff, and EA at Tulsa. And and Tulsa's going through a little bit of transition, but this the strength coaches in this state, I'm I'm spoiled because that's what I do for a living. I'm around those guys. But uh, this state is blessed beyond. And I'm telling you, I, I promote guys staying in state because of the player development. Not only because of who you can be as a player, but who you're going to be as a man from being around these guys and what they pour into their players. And, uh, you know, it's funny because Oklahoma State, like I said, you know, Trench Mafia's got four or five guys up there. And uh, I I watch and I'm like, okay, man, you know, early on, I'm like, dude, there might be some young guys get shot here. And then the older guys started coming on. You know what I mean? And, uh, I'm I'm stoked about it. Like I said, I, I I just have so much respect for for Coach Glass and those guys, and and uh, I I want everybody to win. Like in state, I want everybody represented well, you know. And um, I, the the Ollie Gordon kid is special. He is special. And if I he, if I was blocking for him, I'd be the one there, you know. Maybe possibly hitting people with my helmet a little bit late and getting them off of him. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Just a little bit, you know. Just tapping them a little bit. You know, with the ref speaking to me just kindly about not doing that anymore. You know what I mean? Dusting him off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I did a podcast with Tommy Harris a few weeks ago, JR, and he looked at me straight in the face and said, Maze, they would have let you play today. Yeah. There's too many, too many rules, right? Yeah. Too, hey. Could you imagine you and I playing in a day of targeting? There's no way we would have been – we would have been kicked out of half our games. Yeah. Well, and I see guys, you know, guys don't you – know, they don't cut anymore. You know what I mean? Right. They, they, they just they lay flat and roll, which I don't understand that. But they don't cut. You know what I mean? Like Nebraska's whole line would be in prison. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they'd all be in prison. You know? So I just, you know, I, I laughed. You know, uh, my son, you know, my oldest, they played, uh, you know, Friends University, and every one of them was just old school Nebraska, one step chop. And I was like. This is the greatest thing I've seen in a hot minute, man. You know, I'm like, this is great. And they were all, you know, but it was, it was, they actually saw some O line play. They were run blocks. Right. It was, you know, I was like, hey, people are actually having a, the whistles actually has a purpose today. So it was there good. There you go. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Let's, uh, last, last thing, and, and we'll let you go. Thank you so much for your time tonight. But I've, I've got to ask Bedlam, you have such a, an incredible, record at two one and one two wins one loss and one tie yeah i believe my freshman year so i started as a true freshman at center right never played it two weeks before i'm starting in lubbock texas on thursday night espn game so i graduated <laughs> like 17 kids 
um, never been on TV, obviously. And, uh, they came to me and Merv and Charlie North said, Hey, snap this ball. And I was like, yeah, right. And they said, no, <laughs> they snapped this ball. And I was like, oh, okay. So next thing you know, here we go. I'm, I'm starting center at University of Oklahoma. Right. And my man, Vince Carter gets a lot of credit. And even, you know, a lot of people will say like Creed, but nah, it's me. I'm the guy that did it, but, uh, whatever. And, um, but <laughs> it, it was funny, you know, I'm walking down the tunnel in Lubbock, Texas, tortilla lens on my helmet. I'm like, I'm just a, I'm, like I said, I'm a dirt poor Indian kid from Northeast Oklahoma. I don't even understand any of that stuff. But, um, so yeah, my freshman year, and you got to remember now, this is Gildan, uh, Burns, like that defense, Coach Jones had that defense legit. Right. Uh, Jason Gildan, I went to those games in high school, man. Like I was, I was, I was terrified of that dude. I mean, he was a dude, you know? Absolutely. um, yeah, and then Burns, that dude, could, that was a that was a junior college transfer nightmare. You know what I mean? I, I knew who those guys were, and then here I am on the field with them. They're running, you know, ETs, and they're running a gap blitz, and they're stroking me in my face, dude. And I'm like, I'm smiling the whole time, like I can't believe I'm out here. This is awesome. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and uh, I mean. Stacy Satterwhite went to Oklahoma State. He's like from Welch, man. I'm some of my biggest idols growing up, man. I mean, I'm like, hey, yeah, man, I'm out here. Like, all right, man. Then I have to get that, you know, like, ah, I got I got a job to do. Come on, man. Take it. <laughs> you know? And um, but you know, it's yeah. So uh we missed a we missed a kick and I think that we tied. And then we got after him. Next year is a home game and you know, Oklahoma weather, man. I mean it like ice and rain at the same time. I don't even know how that's possible. Um, but it wasn't sleep. It was different. It was weird. And then, uh, got at, got after him a little bit. And, um, then, uh, next year up there, Gerald Moore, I think had five or six touchdowns. And then, uh, senior year, uh, we, we had a lot going on senior year with Schnellenberger. Um, everybody kind of, you know, it was, it was up and down and, uh, right. And then uh, R.W., uh, I think he had two picks. He had some big plays, punt return. And um, literally, I could not get the quarterback to sit in the pocket. And it didn't matter. Like, everywhere I looked, he just ended up behind me. And I literally snatched our own quarterback up at one point and said, hey, quit quit getting behind me. I don't mm-hmm. know where you're at, and you're making me look really bad. So <laughs> that's your butt in the pocket. You know what I mean? You've, been right. down, you've probably been there, you know, like. Oh, yeah. What's, what yeah, no, I went from, I went from, uh, from oh. Josh Field, to, who lived in the pocket, to yeah. Donovan Woods, God bless him, as a true freshman, yeah. who was just all over the place. Yeah. And it really, you don't realize until you get in that situation, you know, how different, especially mobile quarterbacks can be, you know, mm-hmm. blocking for those kids. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, seven seconds later, man, you're looking to your right, and there he is, and you're like, oh, that's good. That's on me. Okay, awesome. Great. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> what, is it, what does it mean for you that this is the last one, potentially, you know? And I, I don't – I mean, I, I think that Oklahoma would play this game. I think they would continue to play this game. I don't think the Sooners would have any problem making this one of their non-conference opponents every single year. Uh, I think it's definitely on the Oklahoma State side of things that they just don't want to continue to play it. And, you know, it is what it is. I'm pretty upset about it. You know, I, I took a lot of pride in playing in this game. I'm lucky to say that I was on part of two teams that won these games. And, 
against Sooners that were all-time great teams, right. 2001 and 2002. Like, I take a lot of pride in that, and I love Bedlam every single year. What does it mean for you that this is the last one? Well, for me, I'm an Oklahoma kid, like I said. So, you know, it, obviously, I think it should be played. Um, I don't think this will be the last one. I think this game will spark back up. Uh, this is not the last conference shift or move or alignment or whatever verbiage, whatever, uh, you know, pivot the most disgusting word I've ever heard and that's been added to verbiage lately, pivot, right? Come on. This is not basketball. I'm so tired of that word pivot, I could throw up, right? Uh, <laughs> but um, I think that's the, you know, there will be a, a movement, whatever, you know, and uh, it needs to be played. Come on now. You know what I mean? It, it needs to be played. It should be played. Um, and I think it's just leverage. It's just movement. And, it's not – I don't think it's over. I just think everybody's – you know, and it, to be honest, it is it, – Oklahoma State's probably taking the right stance. I mean, it is a little bit of betrayal, right? I mean, let's call it what it is. Like, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's doing what's best for them at this point, right? So if you came home and your girl was kissing somebody but your heart loved her – but your eyes saw something different where you stand. Yeah, I get it. I know where I stand, right? Right. Oh yeah. I'm serving him up. Right. So absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, I'm still breaking up with her, but I'm serving him up on the way out the door. Right. So, right. Yeah. So, you know, I get it, but I, I, I'm, I'm diehard Oklahoma guy. I want it to be, I want it to be played. The kids deserve it to be played. All the alumni deserve it to be played from both universities and um, the fans deserve it. And um, I think once the big pivot, the shift, the move, the alignment, whatever we're doing, oh man, what's something happening? Once whatever happens, we'll, it will, it will get locked back in. So. Well, I hope you're right. I do, man. I, I'm so thankful for your time tonight. You absolutely killed it. I'm pretty sure I goosebumps like three or four times in this podcast. And this will be the one that I'm probably most excited to release this week. So thank you so much, J.R. Comrade, former Sooner great, leader of the Trench Mafia right here in Oklahoma. Parents, I would encourage you to look into it. J.R., is there a place that they can go? Website, social media, where should they go to check out Trench, um, Trench Mafia? No, man. They try to hit me up on Twitter and then okay. give me some time. Uh, we try not to promote it too much. It's on the down low, man. And, uh, you know, it's hard to get in. It's harder to stay in. So, there's exit doors. Don't take one, right? Parcellism, man. That's it. So, appreciate <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You, I appreciate your time. All right, man. Have a good night. Thank you so much. You too. Yep. Bye.